Hello, future Xander. Hi, future Suan. Wait, no, it's not future Suan. Thank you from <laughs> yeah. past Suan. Hello, Xander. Hey. You are a whopper. Oh my god, we've got Matt Smith. Um, Xander, what do you want me to do about the... Hello. Um, remember last time you were like, oh, Joe, I could hear your echo. Yeah, I Should I just I turn you down so it's not as echoey? It's, it's not just echo. me, it's everyone. Echo. So just turn it down a bit. Um... Yeah, just turn your audio down a bit. It's because it's because C1 is so loud. C1 is genuinely incredibly loud. If, if yeah, she could like, just shut the fuck up a couple me. of times, that'd be great. Stop talking. Wait, yeah, no, but my mum, my mum, just before I my came mum, up, my mum, my mum, my mother. <laughs> Why, I, my we, mother. My mother, she said, just as I was about to come up. Now, she was like, <laughs> we were talking about what film we're gonna watch tonight, and she said, oh yeah, but you'll be talking all through it, and I'm like. I know I talk Do you do that? Films. Do you do that? No, do you know like how I do commentary when we were watching films? Okay. It's well, that. Oh, that really annoying thing when you talk through movies. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't talk through them. I just had little do your, comments. Do your family put subtitles on? No. Oh, tell them to do that because then you can talk more. They don't like it. They distract I, I, I've, I've persuaded my family to do that now. They prefer it. Um, my gosh, my, grandmother. I, I, I try and I try and stay quiet during movies with my dad, but then my dad will be playing like a casino game on his phone, and that'll go off. Oh, my dad then, was watching then... some space program while Kung Fu Panda was on, and I gave him the look. He's like, "Oh, Joe, you want me to go upstairs?" I'm like, "Yes." So I sent him to his room. Oh, you sent your dad to your room. Kung Fu Panda was on. I ain't putting up with that crap. In fairness, Kung Fu Panda was on. Exactly, and he should have known. A battle will be legendary. A battle will be legendary. (laughs) You you sound like uh, Matt Berry there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Or or maybe Bane. A battle will be legendary. A battle will be legendary. Wait, no, that sounded like the car chase guy. The what? Bane is feeling warm and frosty. Is that from the Harley Quinn show? No, that's from the Lego Batman movie. Oh, it's from the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. No, but ah. before you went all Bane, you like yelled yes, how, and it sounded like one of those car insurance did, guys. How long yes. did Market Fresh That one. Is? Epic! Yeah. Oh, yes. Epic! My dad does a shit impression of that now, just to spur me to do it, because he likes hearing me say it. I like so he doesn't ask it, Joe, so. can you do the impression? He's just like, epic. And, dance, he, and monkey, the, he wants a response from me. So he, go, go, he says go, it, and I'm go. like, epic! Well, stop responding. Yeah, Joe. I'm feeding him. Poke, poke the bear. Poke him, poke him. Do it, do it. Say another Joeism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons with Bart where they're like, say the line? Say the line! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a performing monkey. I do look like a monkey sometimes. You do mm-hmm. look like a cheeky little monkey. That's just Harvey Denton. Harvey Dent. What my stomach. Where is Harvey Dent? All part of the plan. All part of the plan comes at me with a knife. <laughs> my father was my father a drinker. Was a drinker. <laughs> and a and a fiend. Yet simple we are 
We uh, kill the bat. Kill the bat. <laughs> 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 I love all your villainous roles, Ben Mendelssohn. Oh, oh yeah, we are here for a reason, aren't we? Um, yeah, we should, should probably do this, shouldn't we? Right. Okay. I've got a cracker of a sell me your movie. You got a cracker? Yeah. I'm not what even sure what else I've watched. I'm not telling you. But tell me. I swear. No. You have to wait. See what. If it's some sort of naughty's, if it's some sort of naughty's animated DreamWorks movie. You've got two of those right. <laughs> Oh, is it? Wait, what? Don't say it, don't say it. If you dare, I'm not help you tomorrow. Is it Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> no, but I'm not saying what it is. I'm not going to say yes or no to anything now. I'm just going to sit here. It's Madagascar. Not another one. <laughs> Joe's going to suggest Madagascar. Nah, he, he, he did like Over the Hedge, and that movie is not good. Wait, no, but didn't he suggest that one last time? He did. I've su- I've suggested Madagascar before as well. Yeah, but you can't do it twice. Oh wait! I'm not wait, 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 wait. No, C1, please, please, please don't spoil it. Wait, wait, wait. No, C1, please don't spoil it. No, C1. Oh wait, no, no wait. Please don't spoil it. No, it's not that one. Don't spoil it. No, please don't spoil it, guys. It's not that. No, wait, it's not that one. It's not that one. No, come on, guys. Which one? Because I've got, I've got, I've got like personal stuff to say about it. Oh, then maybe I do Sandra, know. You're not looking on your phone, are you? <laughs> you say I've got personal stuff on there. No, to say about it. Don't yeah, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Surprise. I know what it is. <laughs> Strange. <Right. laughs> Shall we begin? Yes, because I want to know what Joe's going to suggest. Because we have our head in. <laughs> we've we've got. We we've got to go. get through. We've got to get through nine. We've got to get through nine John Carpenter movies before we get to sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd. So be patient. Damn. But there's only three of us this time, so it'll be shorter. Patience. It'll be shorter, yes. All right. Um, we, we haven't clapped yet. Can I just check if I am recording? Yes. Oh, no, there was I... so much good material in that first eight <laughs> minutes we recorded. And I, I just realized... I'm recording. Clap. Yes, I know. We're all recording. Wait, someone do a really loud soundbite. <coughs> Me? <laughs> why don't we all do one? Why don't we all do one? Alright, three, two, one. And then we'll two, do a clap. One. <coughs> and then we'll do a clap as well for okay. precision syncness. Yes, of course. Five. Uno, dos, tres. Four. Four. Three. Three. three two, two. One. 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 Magic. 
architecture. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's magic. It's magic. You know. You know. Never believe it's that so. Oh, the magic roundabout. Oh. oh, can I suggest that one? Did you know that there were two want. different versions of that? There was an American release and a UK release, and they changed yeah. like everything about What's the, the trivia of Marmaduke? Who's sorry? What? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> can we? Can we? Can we? What? Back? What's the trivia of Marmaduke? Because I swear, I like they promoted this. Fucking! Film why have Man City conceded to Wolves? I've got Edison in my team. I'm not happy. <laughs> How's it being a Manchester United supporter recently, Xander? I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> yeah. No. Like every day. Hey everyone, welcome back to another installment of the Film Me and Podcast, where this week we're looking at flooring. Because we need to oh. get a carpenter in. That's right, Jesus. we're talking about John Carpenter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Aww. Let's go! <laughs> From the opening, let's go guys. The Groms return. I'm your host, Mr. Xander Langwiston. With me as always is... um. It's just a couple of the folks this week. Just a few of us. Just a small little niche group for this small little niche director who's actually not very niche, who's actually quite large and very well known with some great movies. We've got Suwan. Hello. And we got Joe. Hello. Um, for context, Xander hyped up this intro before recording and then he did it and then I think we both put our hands on our face. We facepalmed. <laughs> No, I thought about it a few days ago and I was like, this is going to be fucking hilarious. Of course. It's going to be the bee's knees. <laughs> it's going to be the bee's... Bees of neither. And yes. it was. It went down exactly as I expected it to. So, To all win, two viewers, I hope you enjoyed Zander. that. <laughs> Yo, shut up, man. We get more than two viewers. Two viewers is me and my mum. <laughs> Wait, Joe, why is your dad not watching? Yeah. Oh, he's watching it with my mum. Oh. Uh, oh no! Date nights. They're have... listening to the uh, podcast. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, so this week, like I said um, in the intro, we're going to talk about John Carpenter, specifically his incredible run of movies from the year 1978 through to the year 1988, where he released a, f- a film nearly every year. In this 10-year gap, there are nine <laughs> movies to talk about, and we're going to uh, give a, a little discussion for each and every one of them. But before we get into it. Who wants to tell me moan? Tell me moan. Go on, Joe. Um, my moan is films that don't have subtitles. <laughs> like there, are, so for context, in the evenings I I stay up while my family go to bed because you know they're early. They're, then what's it called? Early birds. I don't know. Whatever you call it. Yeah. And I want to stay up and watch movies because I'm not tired yet. Um, but because I have to keep the film loud. The easiest thing to do is put the subtitles on so I can have the video, the uh, film. Uh... Oh. I'll start you, that again. You get in there, bud. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay, honey. It's okay. Pickle. As as the walls in the house are quite thin, you know, I don't want to be too loud, so I have to keep the audio low. But if I have subtitles on, I can still I can understand what's going on because I can see the dialogue. Now, I wanted to do this with actually one of the films on this list. Um, but 
for some reason it just didn't have subtitles and i was like okay i just cannot watch that tonight then because i just wouldn't be able to hear it and i want to appreciate it i want to hear all the dialogue i watched evil dead 2 downstairs one night and that didn't have subtitles and i i could barely hear what was going on because i had to keep the audio low so i was like okay there's some evil deadites and there's some goofy stuff happening but like (laughs) i think it should be a necessity not just for me but like it the priority should be people with also um hearing problems and uh people who um I don't, know, I don't know the fucking wording for it. Oh! This boy is falling apart. <laughs> What's it's it not, called? It's not, it's not even super early or super late. It is currently 25 past three in the afternoon. What's the wording? Wake up. <laughs> um, but also it's really useful for people that are hard of hearing. Who? Oh, you think I'm going to edit around that? No, Joe. I'm going to let... <laughs> Let everyone see what just happened there. Because I'm not even sure what happened. i got to decipher that on my own. You kind you of glitched again. You're, you're cutting that. It's not again. And it's also particularly useful for people who are hard of hearing, who cannot hear the dialogue. So I think it should be essential that subtitles are on every film, every TV show. You know, it's the bare minimum. So please do that. That's a good mm-hmm. mouth. Pretty good mouth. Very pretty, succinct. Pretty, pretty succinct, yes. Absolutely. You worded amazing. it perfectly. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, Suan, do you have a moan? Yes. Now, I need to get what this person said up because I don't want to quote his fucking stupid ass wrong. Okay. Alright? But you know how the word... I'm doing it now. <laughs> the Rugby World Cup is on. Yes. Yes. Now, um, I'm not like I I watch rugby. I'm Welsh, you know. Um, yes, of course. Yeah, it's the only but... sport you guys are good at, right? <laughs> We're okay. And cheap shagging. We... <laughs> cheap shagging. But <laughs> that's not a sport, Joe. That's just a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> but we could do it. Same well. thing. <laughs> but basically, there was um, a little match. The like the beginning of the week, last weekend, between, this isn't exactly a moan, it's just a little me, me gloating. Um, it was between Wales and Australia. And the person who coaches Australia beforehand said that um, Wales was a shit little place and was like bigging up the team. And he said, oh yeah, when it comes Sunday... They're gonna lose. Um, we beat them forty to six. Let's go. So <laughs> I want to just give a shout out to Eddie Jones for being a little shit himself. Australia's a big shit country, so yeah. Man. No, it's nothing sh- against Australia. Full, yeah, it's just Eddie it's Jones. a big shit country okay. full of shit cunts. So they can... you can't play rugby apparently. You can't play rugby apparently. Sorry, Australia. We love you yeah. really, yeah. And the kangaroos. It was just a shout out to Eddie Jones. Yeah, that that's a really good that's a really good anti moan. <laughs> um, I have a moan, and it is it's a rare one for me that is not movie related. Um, my moan is the sport of golf. <laughs> um, I can't be dealing with golf. It really it, it, it's so boring. 
Um, the Ryder Cup. It is currently the Ryder Cup. <laughs> Thank you so much for that segue, Siwan. It is currently the Ryder Cup. And in our house, that means that my dad will sit on the couch and watch golf all day and then shout when when someone gets something in. And <laughs> I swear to God, even the commentators sound bored by it. It's just, I don't get the appeal. Also, it's like a sport for upper class white men to play. And, and I don't know why my dad likes it so much because he's only half of that. So... <laughs> You know, I just, I really Stop don't. Stop for you to decide which half. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, yeah I, ju- I just don't get it. I don't get it. Every time I walk in the house, like, he's watching golf, and I just, can golf please fuck up? Put the balls in! <laughs> <laughs> get, kick it! Kick it in! <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, no, not happy with golf. Especially the, the, crazy golf. the influx in golf currently in my house. Not happy. Xander, displeased by golf. Um, Maybe I should have done a sport one. <laughs> Joe, oh, yeah. doesn't, Joe doesn't understand sports. Um, <laughs> do. Go on, name a sport. Badminton. <laughs> okay, the bar was low, but holy shit. Wait, what? Is a sport? <laughs> yeah, but that's like the, the most upper class sport you could have chosen. I used to play badminton. Either that or croquet, maybe. No. What about polo. Oh, polo. They no, because I don't like polo shirts. So. Hey, I wear polo shorts to work. Polo shirts are cool. No, it's I like, don't like how they're like. They, I like, don't like their collars. It's like a half shirt. I don't like them. It's formal while still feeling informal. They're kids in. They're kids who want to look older but wear them, and they don't look good. So stop <laughs> it. That's my moan. Polo shirts. <laughs> No. So do you mean you want me to erase the other one where you just glitched out? No, have both. No, shut have, up. Have both. Both of them. Have both in, right, okay. That's a greedy moaner right there. Too many moans. Damn. Too many moans. Too, too many moans. <laughs> what were you podcast. fucking saying about me glitching? <laughs> Damn it! Right, um, let's get on to the main topic for this week, which, of course, we mentioned up was... Um, one of the kings of horror, and I think he might be genuinely, after watching some of these other movies as well this week, might be one of my favourite directors ever? Genuinely, like, I every single one I've seen, I've been like, well, this is, like, at least good. Like, <laughs> this is, like, the, the, wor- the worst one. I've been like, this is, like, super cool and creative, but, like, a little bit slow. And, like, yeah. the rest of them have been, like, kind of bangers, so... Uh, we're going to be talking about John Carpenter. He He's a very famous director, mostly for horror, but he has dabbled into other genres as well. He's most well-known for making some iconic films like Halloween um, and created the character of Michael Myers. Um, and, of course, the 1982 classic, The Thing, starring Kurt Russell, uh, which we'll get to later on in the episode. Um so we've gone away and watched his big run from the uh, late 70s and most of the 80s uh, because he released nine films in 10 years. And that's incredible output. The man didn't take a break. He did not a take a break. He, he then did take a well-earned break and took about four years off. Um, Just four? Yeah, he then released another movie in 1992. What was it? What was that? Um, the Memoirs of an Invisible Man, it was called. Yeah, I've not heard of that, so... Uh. <laughs> he fell off, G. He fell off, G. Uh, so what did he fall off? <laughs> Shut up, Joe. The thing. So this week, we're going to talk about 
this run of movies, go through each one individually and give our give our thoughts on them because we all watched them this week. Some of them, some of us didn't get to, but that's because there was nine of them, man, and there's only seven days in a week. What do you want us to do? Um, maybe prepare this earlier. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we'll start off with his most famous one and the one that started off this little run for him. And it was 1978 horror classic, Halloween. Uh, this, this film is sort of known as it, it's given the award of um, starting the slasher genre properly because after this then we got copycats like Friday the 13th and then it moved on to things like Nightmare on Elm Street the slasher genre has changed so many times over the years but this was like seen as the first real one where it's just a guy in a mask with a knife killing babysitters you can't get more simple I've got stats for each of the movies. Um, of, of all nice. nine of them, by the way, this is his highest rated one. Um, where um, I've gone through, as we normally do, gone through there, uh, the films. Rotten Tomato, critic score, audience score, and average rating. The IMDb score, Metacritic score, and Letterbox score. Um, oh. Put all those numbers in a blender. And this one was number one with an average rating of 85.17, which is really high. But, but sad um, They're yeah. not us. They're not <laughs> us. You're absolutely right. Exactly. Um, so what did you think, guys think about this movie? It's bloody cool. Very so. good. It's a, it's a quintessential Halloween film, which is probably why it's called Halloween. That's it. It's, it feels quintessentially horror like there are so many movies you watch nowadays that you you see things and you're like oh that's from halloween oh they did mm. that from halloween that's clear they invented the tropes invented the tropes exactly and that's why what? i find it so annoying when i i talk to people nowadays and they're like yeah halloween's a bit boring it's a bit simple isn't it it's like yeah but like it was like the first one it's like you can't get mad at this movie for having all the tropes of a slasher movie when it invented the tropes yeah it's just you know what I mean? And it's 1978. Jesus, what'd you expect it to do? Exactly. Um, it's got a star-making role for uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. A film, a, um, a character she's come back to many times over the years. So she's appeared in... She's in seven of the 13 <laughs> Halloween films. That's Whoa, just about half. That's quite just, a few. Just over, just half, over. Of just just over. over half of them. So she's been a, lot, a mainstay in this franchise and this one made her... Uh, made her famous, really. This, she this wants was her that first paycheck. big role. Absolutely. Um, the music Joe referred to it earlier is absolutely iconic, and it's <laughs> it's repetitive though. It is. Wait, it's Michael like the, Myers. The two tracks theme. are great, but they that's the <laughs> only <laughs> music in the film. <laughs> Wait, I remember, Joe, didn't we watch it the first time back in the house and we were like, oh, it's on again. Oh, the theme's back. No, that was literally all we did. It was like, try and point out when it cut. There it is. There it is. I wonder if it's going to put. There it is. That's great. No, it's. I think it works really well, though. Like, the intro with the. With the pumpkin sort of. You're going into the pumpkin. That, that's iconic in itself, and I think the music is really great. You're right, a little, maybe a little bit repetitive, but I think if you've created something that fire, then you're like, <laughs> I kind of got to show everyone this, you know? <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, no. I recently went through and watched all of these Halloween films. I've mentioned it recently <laughs> in the podcast. And they don't get better than this. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's obvious to say, but they, this really is the pinnacle. Maybe you could have stopped at the first one, then. Yeah. That would have been great, yeah. Um, but there would have always been questions about, you know, what happens at the end? Does he get away? We People would want to see more of this character, because Michael Myers is... Probably the one he's up there for horror icons for sure. It, it what's cool about Halloween is it's got the thing with John Carpenter films is a lot of the actors carry from multiple movies. So here yes. you've got I don't know the actors' names. Uh, Donald Pleasance is that one of them? Donald Pleasance, yeah. And then the one we were just talking about, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. So one of Jamie Lee Curtis is in the fog. And then yeah. Donald Pleasance is in Prince of Darkness. Yes. So it's just nice to go, oh, look, he's brought him back or he's brought her back. You know, it's nice. It's not just nice James connective Gunn. tissue between them. Yeah, no, it's yeah. almost as if directors mm. work with Do people that. and then oh, okay, when they have a good okay. experience with them, they work with them here. again. Yeah, it's almost as if. I really don't get that trend on Twitter, by the way, of people dunking on James Gunn for hiring the same people. Really don't understand that. Just, but yeah, then they'll he, praise it for does. like Wes Anderson and shit. Yeah, people just want to moan at this uh, certain people. Slow news day. Exactly. Hmm? Exactly. It's just a slow news day. So, so, so this this Halloween film, in terms of like how huge it was. So, um, at at the time, it made over seventy million dollars at the box office, which is like that's that's a decent chunk of change Mm. right now. But if you adjust that for inflation. That is over three hundred million dollars. This was like this was like a huge hit, a huge hit, and no wonder uh, so many people tried to replicate it and recreate these types of horror movies in the future. Like literally, the making of Friday the Thirteenth started with a title, and we want to do what Halloween did, <laughs> and so we got Friday the Thirteenth and Jason. Oh and my god! That. So I this is literally get, uh... a Halloween ripoff. I I couldn't rewatch Halloween for this, but doesn't it start with like a POV of Michael Myers? Is that what it starts? Yeah, with? yeah, yeah. As a kid, so I think that's a trend as well because I was watching um, Manhunter, which is the Silence of the Lambs, the the first film in that, and that starts with POV of the murderer who yeah. goes up to the room of who they're about to kill. So, you know, it's more of those tropes that John Carpenter set up that other people. Of use. course. Yeah, his. His DNA is all over horror, and it's it's really incredible to see. Um, it's just cool. It, it's just a really cool movie. Like <laughs> it looks great. I love the breathing. You can hear Michael Myers oh, breathing yeah. throughout the movie, and like just little things like he's he stood like uh, when they're walking home from school, and he's just next to the fence. He's just staring at them, and then just moves away. Like it's she's so, way it's, too calm about that. She is, yeah. It's like, um, oh yeah, he's just following me. That's fine. And I love Donald Pleasance as well. Like he progressively gets more afraid as the movie gets on, and he's just, he's just like, yeah, no, this is the embodiment of evil. You guys don't understand. And he's just like desperately trying to convince everyone what he knows. And it's, and it's, it's a really great performance from him. And he came back to reprise that role so many times as well. Um, 
Yeah, just mm. a stone cold classic. Um, where would you guys rank this among? Like, is it one of your favorite horror films? Is it one of your favorite Carpenter films? What are we saying? Yeah. Um, I, yes, I, I, I do. I do like it. I think it is. Like it's this is not the fault of the film itself, but because I've watched lots of horrors with like the tropes from that movie, I'm like, okay, I've seen this before. Even though it was the probably the first one to do it, so maybe it's ranked lower for me. Uh, but it's still very good. Still very good. Um, I think the best kill in this. There's not many. It's quite low on bodies. There's like I think there's four or five. Uh, but the best kill is absolutely... It's one of the most iconic kills in cinema history. It's the guy who's in the kitchen and he opens the door. Michael rushes him, gets him up against the door and stabs him through and just stands there and it's the head tilt. It, iconic. Absolutely incredible. How? That's just... And it's it's 45 years old and it's still having this effect on people today. Um, did, absolutely um, amazing. Did they show this on Gogglebox? Halloween. How many killings? Because, yeah, because this was the episode that Reese and Steve <laughs> reacted to, Reese Shearsmith. So, like, you say about how people are still reacting to this. They're showing it on Gogglebox. Like, as, half like... the people in that episode were just screaming. Hmm. Yeah, half of them have not seen it before and they were still enjoying it. Like, oh, well, this is great. This is scary. So it's it's a timeless classic that's still, you know, it's still effective today. And if Reese and Steve just chilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, it's one of my favorite horrors of all time. Absolutely incredible movie, and um, deserving of its number one spot in our little list here, and I think deserving of its um, icon status. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we move on to the next one? Sure. Let's the, do that. The next movie is The Fog. Woohoo! That was so from, fucking fun. From nineteen eighty. Um, and this one had a, a much lower box office gross. Um, it grossed $21 million um, at the box office and adjusted that uh, leaves it just under $80 million. Uh, so a much more modest chump chunk of change, but still um, a decent hit for the time. Uh, this one is actually one of the lower ones on the list. Um, this Disgraceful. Ended up, this ended up being ranked seventh out of the... Uh, out of the nine movies, what? That's um, painfully low. Yeah, it's got some. It's got quite middling reviews, but I, again, like really love this movie. So, I watched it because I told my parents that I had to go through all the Jack, the Carpenter films for this, and I was going through the list of what I hadn't seen, and, and I said The Fog, and my mum just went, oh, "Can I watch that with you?" So we've got it up. And we were both just sat there for like the however long it is, just like transfixed. It's just a fun film. It is. It is. It's. I mean, it's pirate ghosts. Yeah. I I've like, just seen my review of this on Letterboxd. Yeah, you're blinking very low, Joe. What? Why did I give this a six? Not enough fog monsters. What mood were you in that day? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. It, it's a really cool movie. I um, I, I think it I think looks I give it another go. visually looks yeah. absolutely incredible, um, and pirate ghosts—that's like the coolest pirate phrase ghosts. you could possibly say. Um, I love the radio presenter. Uh, it's played. She's played by uh, Adrienne Barbo. 
um, and she's really great in this. She she starts off and she's all like smooth on the radio. She's like, "Hello there, what, what's the place called? Anderson's Peak or something like that? I don't know." No, um, fuck. Is it called San something? I can't remember. Antonio, like, San Antonio. San Antonio. Hello, San Antonio. Like she's so smooth and flirty, and she just progresses into like it almost becomes a a warning station and that moment that her son's in trouble and she's screaming down the mic saying like please someone go and help my son that's terrifying that's haunting um and it leads to one of my favorite moments in a horror movie like maybe of all time like that whole sequence in the in the house uh when the nanny gets like taken out the door into the fog that's so cool I and need the to kids, this movie. the kids getting yeah. chased um, into into the into the room, and the doors getting battered down through the hook, and then the car won't start, and they're getting closer and closer. Looks so good. It looks so good. Okay. And there's the so many shots as well. Were very respectful though for knocking, you know. They were, yeah. They did. I did. Yeah. I thought that they knocked a lot. They did knock a lot. They were very, very nice. kind of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, they um. They look great. The design of the creatures is great, and the, the, the glowing red eyes are so cool. Um, the music as well. It, we should probably say this as well. John Carpenter made most of the music to these movies. So they, when we talk do, about the music, the that's also John Carpenter. A lot of the time, I will say they do have. You, you can tell it's John Carpenter music because it has like a, like there's a definitive clear beat to them there's a sound it's yeah. always that yeah there's a sound but i like it i really like it it set it sets the mood you know yeah mm. no um, i think it was one of the better ones i don't know why it's seven from the list it's at least top three for sure absolutely absolutely it's i i think it needs to be seen by more people i think that's the issue yeah because like it's it's just such a great concept and it's so simple it's such mm. a simple movie to follow, um, which is something that I can't say for some later on down the list. I, I didn't understand the end <laughs> of it though when I first watched it. So their um, th- so the the diary they've got that's hidden in the church is their story. So they say that they're coming. These pirate ghosts are coming back a hundred years after the town has been founded um, because they were cheated, and so they they are owed six deaths. So they come back to the town and they have to kill six people to be at rest so they kill the three sailors they kill the guy in the um in the weather tower that's flirting with the radio presenter oh god he was he ugh, he was weird. a bit icky he was the guy yeah. he's the policeman from halloween though again oh. recurring actors um they kill the nanny <laughs> and then at, right at the end so they um the priest well, they try to cheat them out of the final death so the priest has the um the cross that they want the the gold cross that they that the townsfolk took from these pirates and so he he takes he takes that they they're taking him with them they take the priest away and then they they come back because they still owe they're still owed one death did and they so not they kill, kill the priest though they yeah, killed they do the priest eventually. right that's the final oh, was that number 5 sh- that's the final that's shot that's 6 that's the sixth one so they kill the priest. Three sailors. Right at the end. Three yeah. sailors. Weatherman, it's nanny, the... priest. They kill the okay, priest. Okay, this is another the... one of those films. In the final where... shot. 
This is another one of them films where the subtitles weren't there. It's but you silent, can see it happening. You see it happen. Joe. I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, they, it's literally the final shot. They kill the priest with the final shot. Now I shot. know what to they look out back. for. It was such yeah, a cool final what, shot, just, though. Such a great final shot. Like, the like, lighting of it, because like, you can barely see them. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anytime the fog is on screen, like, it's... There's moments when the fog is going through and the lighthouse is coming round and that like you can see someone stood in the fog and they get no that's it it's in the boat it's in the boat so it, it is the lighthouse that's coming around the, the the light is coming through the boat and there's a guy stood at the end of a corridor and you see one of the ghosts at the back at the entrance of the of the room and there's loads of fog coming in the light comes around he's there the light comes around again and he's like halfway into the room the light comes <gasps> oh, around oh at the beginning the behind him it's so good really well directed uh, mm. great scares visually incredible now. You, you do need to rewatch it, Joe. It's, it's amazing. genuinely one of the better ones. Yeah, what were you on that day? Yeah, maybe Joe was sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Pirate Ghost could help. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, for me, it's it's one of my favourites again. Like, There's a bunch of these movies that I'm going to say are like one of my favourites, but that's just <laughs> because that's how good John Carpenter is. There's at least four of these movies that I would class as some of my favourite movies of all time. And Damn. The Fog is another one of them. Yeah. I'll give it a top three because it it was just so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I just enjoyed it. Um, right, we'll move on to the next one. Which is another... It's regarded as a Stone Cold classic. We're up to Escape from New York from 1981 it's not this quite a one ho- i haven't seen not quite a horror film um yeah, I've seen I... it. no okay so this grossed a little bit more than the fog at the time it was a, a 25 million dollar haul um adjusted that's 85 and a half million um altogether so not a not a bad go um, and it is actually third on this list with an average rating of 76.17 um, I think it needs to be third. I'll be honest. I think this is a great story, great mm. cast, and a great concept mm. with with some mm. great moments, just not the best overall execution. Yeah. It was a bit. Oh, okay. Is that it? That's exactly. It. I was like, is that it? <laughs> I, it's it's so tight, and it's. I, I think this is what like an hour forty or something like that. It's tiny. Yeah, it's an hour forty. And I, I wanted more of this. I just felt a little shortchanged. Mm. Like it just that it didn't seem like much happened. Like he yeah. gets into the city, he wanders about for a little bit, and then finds the president, gets him out, has has a really co- has a really cool fight in that boxing ring. That's a great mm. scene, and then and then they get out. I just feel like it lacks a lot of grandiose yeah yeah it, yeah i was just like okay i'm a tiny bit bored right now it's like you know it looks the concept is great like i will say it was kurt russell's best look he looks great yeah. as pliskin but i'm just oh, like oh. stop i disagree what do you mean his best look is in Big Trouble in Little China is little Jack, nerdy look. Jack Burton. Jack Burton. Yeah. Beautiful no. look. Snake You're, honestly, young different. Kurt Russell. Young Kurt Russell is my celebrity crush. 
<laughs> he's so he's so beautiful. Oh my Mine is Michael Myers. <laughs> I think as well the um I love when a movie just opens with a whole bunch of unambiguous mm. um exposition. They tell like you that. exactly what's happened in the first like five minutes. They spend five minutes telling you exactly what's happened, where we are in the world, and I'm like, okay, thank you very much for that. That was very helpful. I kind of like those one of things. You're just like, okay, right, you're telling me what I need to know, and it's not like, you know, you don't get a dude telling you by really cliche exposition. Yeah. It was it was a computer saying it, so even better. Yeah, um, it was for cool. Question, is this canonically the first Suicide Squad movie? Yes. I saw that in your review, and I was Joe like, yes, looks so con- Joe looks so confused, and that's because he didn't watch the movie. Sorry. <laughs> Um, no like it's I I really like Donald Pleasance as the president he tries to keep cool and calm all the way through kind of loses it towards the end which is Mm. great and I think the final scene um, when they've when they finally escaped escaped New York um, I think that scene is (laughs) Um, sorry about this 40 year old movie that I've just spoiled for you guys Um, even in the title (laughs) even in the title um yeah, no, I think that final sequence is really, really good because he just he, he he's realised that he's done all this work and the guy just doesn't care. Yeah, and that's so good. And his final mm. his final revenge is really good as well. Um, it's a good the, ending. It's a really good ending. Really good. Um, I th- I think everything from when they get captured by by the group and the and the president gets like chained up and that and Pliskin mm. gets put into that ring from then mm. on I think the movie's really good really strong yeah but that's with like half an hour left so yeah, there's a whole kind of... hour before that and it just kind of goes by and nothing really happens yeah but no it's a good ending but yeah it's just a bit meh the rest of yeah, it it's Sadly. slow mm. and not much happens um this movie does have a cult following. Like I said, it's reviewed as the third best out of all of these. So people do love this. And I'd, I'd love to be wrong about it. Because I, I don't like not liking movies. I don't like that. So I'd, I'd love to be wrong about it. And someone coming... If you love this movie, please tell us. And, and we'll um, we, we'll try and see your, see your point. But explain for us, what it we was missed. just... Explain what we missed. Yeah, ten things we missed. <laughs> please give us the red arrows and the circles. We Watch Mojo. Watch Mojo, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, uh, uh, I gave it like three stars. It was same. I think it's still solid. It's still like a passing grade, mm. but for me, just I needed I needed good. more from it. I wanted more from it. We'll move on to the 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 main one that I know you guys are itching to talk about. It's and that main is, event time. It's main event time. It- in the is, blue corner. Oh, the Thing from 1992. I, love this. I the, love this movie so much. It's a classic. It has... It is maybe one of his, be- his best films. Probably. It his is best ranked, film. It's ranked number two. The uh, the rating yeah. is 79.5 based on all the aggregates. Um, at the know? time, it wasn't actually a big hit. It, um, it made oh, just wait, under no, 20... It made just under $20 million dollars. Um, and adjusted, that's about sixty-two million. Like that's not really that good. I mean, for a horror movie with a low budget, 
it's a solid return, but I, you know, it's <laughs> when you think about its status as like a classic and it, one of the best horror movies ever made, you'd expect it to have made a little bit more money. I, find, I always find that really interesting. I have um, just realised that this is the only one I own on Blu-ray, so that must <laughs> say something about must, the film. Uh, clearly, um, clearly, because that is important. That's how I, these things are ranked. Exactly. If Joe has the Blu-ray, it's good. Um, <laughs> no, I absolutely love this film. I watched it for the first time in the first year of uni one night. Oh my God, I me like, too. Really good. I got I got inter- interrupted about halfway through because Hamish was like, "Did we get a takeaway?" I was like, "All right, let's get JoJo's." Um, and oh, I went back to my JoJo's and watched the other half, um, and it was great. And then you you said about the the John Carpenter episode. I was like, oh, okay, I get to rewatch it. I wasn't going to rewatch it at first because I was like, okay, I think I remember it. But I'm glad I did rewatch it, and I didn't realize how genuinely terrifying it is. Like that sort of horror where it's like imitating humans and that sort of sci-fi is. Is I think the one that terrifies me the most because it, although it's, you know, it, it it probably couldn't happen in real life. It feels the most real. Um, I mean, when I went up to bed because I watched it, I finished watching about one in the morning. Um, I didn't look back. The lights went off and I ran to my room. I I did not like watching that film. It's it's scary and like one of the characters is revealed as one. They're about to burn him and he goes like. <laughs> Like oh, that's yeah. the scream that they do is horrifying. Um, yeah, it's it's genuinely terrifying. It's probably his scariest film, John of John Carpenter. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's a piece of art. Like there's there's so much going on here that works incredibly well. We can't we we can't move forward without mentioning the special effects. The practical oh. effects in here look absolutely incredible. Stunning. How the, did they do that? Genuinely. Everything... I think my, the, my favourite thing about them all is that they look... And the reason they scare me personally so much, and this might be a weird thing, they look wet. <laughs> yeah, they, they pretty sprayed it with something beforehand. But, but, like, but like, for me, if I was to grab by a monster and just like brought into it, and it was wet and sticky, that would be the thing that creeps me out the most. I'm, Wait, yeah. I'm a weirdo. Can I give you a fun but... fact? Yes, go yes. for it. Right, I've got it for my IMDB. Right. Amazing. So the if... That's, I love doing that while watching films. It's my thing. Anyway, so I was doing it for this film and I remembered, so I got it up now. Because, do you know, the film is considered for its benchmark special makeup effects. Yeah. The effects were created by Rob Bottin, who was only 22 at the time the project started. Damn. I need to do something with my life. Yep, because this guy is creating that incredible visual effects that the, still it, stand it up to this day. It doesn't look like rubber, or it doesn't look... I know you love Evil Dead, but the, the sort, some of the, the gore in that looks quite goofy. This just looks disgusting and, and real. In fairness, in Evil Dead, it's supposed to. It's yeah, supposed okay, to be super fair. cheap. Um, um, but the whole thing with the dogs is just like, uh. yeah. One of one one of the groups, gruesome things for me. It happens a bit in. Is it called the thing as well? The prequel? Or is it just called Thing? It is the thing. 
So there's a bit in the prequel where it, it reveals itself and it's all mangled and it merges with a guy's head and he tries to remove it, but it's stuck. It's The flesh has merged. Yeah. It's so, I hate that. That's my one of my worst nightmares because it's so claustrophobic. See, uh, that, that, that... Claustrophobic, Darren. That, that movie, I'm interested in watching it. I haven't seen it. And the main reason is because I've seen clips of what they were originally going to do with that. So they, yeah. they made so many practical effects for the movie and they looked incredible. Like, but the studio amazing. were like, nah, sorry, that's not going to be believable. So we'll covered, CGI it with unbelievable CGI. Covered it up with terrible CGI. Inflated the budget massively because of it. Also, the final, the, the final bit, it was meant to be like this big creature. They had someone on set in a big creature costume that looked really cool and weird. And then they just covered it in like, light it was just suddenly this light thing and that was it and it's the, just the, the, a real joke the the thing about the the bit i just mentioned there about the merging it happens in this film later on i can't remember the name but it's the scientist uh who's he's in like the basement he's underground and he finds one of the dudes and put his hand on his mouth yeah and that becomes yeah, yeah. part of the guy's face and it's like that is disgusting like because that guy Who's got no mouth anymore? Who's just got a hand there that will be stuck there forever? Just <laughs> yeah. like the merging of the human parts is just that's that's the horror that disgusts me. And yeah, yeah. Another great turn from Kurt Russell. Two years in a row working with oh, John yeah. Carpenter. Um, and yeah, amazing. He looks pretty good in this one too. Another great look for him. The, the great mm. big bushy beard. Um, <laughs> and uh, just that nice. the snowy like the, the snowy atmosphere it's that makes it claustrophobic in a sense because you have to stay inside it's too cold to go outside mm. um, that first moment as well when they all realise that something bad is going on when um, when they're, they're all stood in a circle around one of them and they, they flamethrower him like that's amazing like hands just being duplicated um, the bit where the guy's like collapsed and they try and do CPR and oh, the, the defibrillator oh. and, the, and his chest just opens up. Apparently, it's they had grim. one shot at that. They had one shot to make that look good, well, and that was it. the one take. Amazing. So I have two things to say. So, my first exposure to this film was in college, where I was shown this stop motion clay animation by Lee Hardcastle. Pingo. Um, yeah, with Pingu, or it was the cast of Frozen. I think they did a couple. So I saw the blood scene, but in claymation with the the, the characters from Frozen. Um, so that was really cool. And I was like, okay, I have to watch this now. But also, I don't know if this is a, a bad opinion, but this film would be so much better if you removed the shots of those spaceships at the start. I think that I think that's a good good opinion. I yeah. think it removes some of the mystery because you're like, okay, they're definitely from space then. And it's also kind of pointless. The exact same thing can be said about the movie Predator. Mm. The opening shot of that movie is space. They space. didn't show space. Fine. That movie, I think, would be so much better because you wouldn't know what was going on until they actually revealed the Predator later in the movie. Um, like, and yeah, I, I agree, Joe. I, I think you're absolutely right. If they don't show something coming down and it's 
just a little bit more ambiguous. Because then think, you're yeah. waiting for like, oh, where's the spaceship? Where's the alien? If you don't see that, you're like, oh, it's just there's a dog running. What's going on? Yeah, that on would here? be Why such are they a so better afraid like, of this start. dog? Yeah. Yeah. I love the title card. Oh, how it yes. slowly comes in. It burns yeah, in. Like, That's burns great. Its way in. Really great. Um, that's actually taken from the, the the original version of this. So this is actually a remake uh, from a film <gasps> from the 50s that is referenced in Halloween. Uh, it's the thing from Another World. Oh, I and saw And it has that. the exact same title card. What uh, did they do with the effects then? Because I've heard about this and it's quite an old movie. How did they tackle the, you know, that the creatures? Or was that not part of it? Oh, from the 50s? Yeah. I've no idea. Never seen it. <laughs> Haven't heard okay. anything else about it, other than the, the fact that John Carpenter did like a kind of remake to it. With the... They did it somehow. What I, I've heard that there's a, a giveaway as to who's a thing and who's not. Apparently, it's something to do with the eyes. Right at the end. No, like throughout. I swear, Hamish told me like some of them have like a glitter in their eyes and some of them don't. Um. And I tried to watch it and see, but I couldn't. Have you? Have you do, I'm not sure about that, but do you, do you know what? What's your opinion on the ending? The I can't remember his name, but the black dude. Keith he doesn't David. have breath. He Keith doesn't have David. any frozen breath. Yeah, but Kurt Russell does. Um, there's there's also a theory that um, Kurt Russell, the the bottle of whiskey that Kurt Russell is drinking, doesn't actually have whiskey in it. It's actually gasoline because he had. Um, well, they got Molotov cocktails, so he. Uh, the, the, there is also the theory that that bottle is another one of the potential Molotovs that he was. He's just handed to Keith David, and Keith David, being an alien, doesn't know what whiskey tastes like and drinks it. Ah, uh, so, he gives out a so laugh. he's get, so he's gonna set my light. Get, no, he gives out a laugh at the end because he's like, "Oh, well, you you think you fooled me, but you haven't. Like, you've just given yourself away." But I think it's really good that it's it's left ambiguous because you'll yeah it's one of those ones it's where the you never get the end answer. To it. Absolutely, I love this movie. This is my really favorite great. John Carpenter movie. Yeah, I went into the rewatch thinking Halloween would be my favorite, but I rewatched this and was like, nah, it's this. Yeah, it's just it's just it's annoyingly good, and it's it's <laughs> proof you know I mean? that older movies can be terrifying. Like, there's then, no jump scares or anything. It's just. There is, there, the there is, but there's there's a difference to it. There's there's less obvious build-up. Nowadays, when you think of the term jump scare, you think of... <laughs> like that, the music tenses yeah. up, and then you're sho- that something is shoved in your face. In this, the jump scare, that there is a jump scare, and that's the CPR scene. Because oh. you're not ex- clear that you're not expecting anything to happen. You're expecting this guy to come back to life, and then oh my god, he's opened up! Oh my god, his arms have been ripped off! Like that's <laughs> that's the jump scare. See, this is the sort of film that I'd love to show my family to see their reaction, but also because I know it's a good film, they'd probably enjoy it. It's just getting past the because my mum came down and saw the bit at the start where they go over to the other base and they find the the burnt the burnt people. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, Joe, that's a bit gruesome." I'm like, "You ain't seen nothing." And she you went, "Ain't up. seen nothing yet." And she was like, "Joe, what you watched last <laughs> night? That was really gruesome." And I'm like, "Mum, 
You did not see what I saw. There is so much more. So I don't know Wait, if they just don't it, tell but... her. Just put it on and just say, oh yeah, it's a nice film. But I'd want them to... It's a... Look, it's about a doggy. <laughs> Marlene Mee prequel. Look at the little puppy. <laughs> oh, those dogs get really messed up as well. Really that's awful do. when they ha- when they when they have to shoot them. That's awful. Mm. And each each of the characters as well in the base are re- like have re- have characters. Like they're not they all yeah. are different in themselves, and that's really great. Um, but yeah, Kurt Russell's obviously the standout. Keith David, I fucking love that man with all of my heart. He's also in another one of the movies later on, Who's and he's Keith fantastic David? in that. He's the he's the black guy from the end of this movie. Um, he's also in They Live. Oh. oh, he's the was he the oh. guy at the construction site in? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's um, he's the cat from Coraline. I know because oh. I've heard that voice before. I was like, I know your voice. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Um. So yeah, no, the thing it's a, it's a it's a classic for a reason, you know, because it's it's got these pioneering visual effects. Great performances, great atmosphere, um, great scares. And as Joe so rightly said, it's still scary to this day. Um, so, yeah, worthy of its high ranking in the in the list of, of nine. I'd have to do a whole yes. episode on it, if I'm honest. One of the goats, yeah. Um, it's, it's a shame the Alex goat. and Hamish weren't here this week, because I know for a fact that they would have loved to gush about this. Hamish... I think this is one of Hamish's favourites, and Alex specifically hates horror films and refuses to watch them. <laughs> but they love this movie because the visual effects are that good that they can mm. see past the horror and are just in awe of what they were able to do. So um, we might well cover it again in a future episode, but uh, for now we're just going to leave it at that because what else is there to say other than... Uh, a truly incredible piece of cinema. We'll move on then to... Um, actually, I feel really guilty because normally I do all the homework. Uh, but I didn't this week. I'm really sorry. My dog ate it. Um, <laughs> I, we, what, the dog from to, the thing? We're, we're up to Christine <laughs> from 1983, um, which is a um, a movie adaptation of a Stephen King novel of the same name. Uh... Um, this one was a, um This one was another moderate hit. Um, made a little bit more uh, than the thing, so twenty-one million dollars at the time, uh, just over, and it made nearly sixty-five million dollars. Um, it made in more than the money. thing. It made more than the thing. All right. Um, it is, according to our list, it is ranked at number eight out of nine. That's fair. So another another low one. Um, but I don't really hear people talk about this one much. I've seen a couple of clips. Um, including especially one of the more famous kills, um, but I've I'm, I'm gonna hand over to Suwan here because I believe she's the only one who actually <laughs> did the homework. Yeah. I Wait, can't imagine kill? a car having kills. <laughs> what kills? I've seen. It, I don't remember which kill is the iconic one. The alley, the one in the alleyway. <sighs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's pretty cool. The the, the yeah the the guy who yeah. absolutely could have just. Jump like run, run, yeah, just run, run, just over, run over the car. Yeah. <laughs> just got on top of the car and run over he it. He just accepts got out it of the at alleyway. that point. He just accepts it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be so, fair, if a car comes at you one. in an alleyway, I mean, it's all right. I mean, it. I think being eighth on the list is pretty fair. 
But yeah, it's an alright film. It has cool moments. Like it's basically about a car that's has its own thoughts, I think. And it kinda just, you know, it infects the person who owns it. So in this instance, it's a kid who's a bit nerdy in a school called Arnie, I think, if I remember correctly. It is Arnie. And he wow! starts Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time you've done this recently, so <laughs> Oh wait, that means I've also got a. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry guys, I had to do it again for consistency. <laughs> but yeah, you just see basically this car infect or infest. I don't fucking know how to word it. But Arnie just turns from like this seemingly kind of nice kid to an absolute twat. That's me um, growing up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could be Arnie, to be fair, Joe. <laughs> but, no, yeah, it's got pretty cool, like, the car, when it does its thing. Like, because it, it, it has its own... It, it can drive itself, basically. So when that happens, you're just like, okay, that's pretty, pretty cool. The alleyway kill is pretty cool. There's a scene where it, um... Like, there's a group of bullies from the school who totally don't look like high schoolers. <laughs> they look like they oh, is, have a mortgage. Oh, is it a Spider-Man 2002 situation? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I get you. I, get you. I was sat there looking at the one character in particular being like, you are not in school. You have Your wife children. and kids are waiting for you. Go home, sir. <laughs> Literally. I checked. <laughs> Apparently the guy was like 22. Apparently when he filmed to it, I was honest, like, oh, okay. People have changed. We're talking as people who look very young. Yeah, I think that's how, like... Yeah, we all got baby faces. Things have changed since the 80s, because this man looked mid-30s when he was 22. But, you know. But yeah, no. There's a whole scene where, like, the group of bullies kind of attack the car because they want to get back at Arnie, but, thing. but, like, the car fights back. It's really cool when you see the car doing all these really creepy things it does it also has this thing where it drives around and it's like engulfed in flames yes i've seen i've seen it's like crowley and good omens but it's yeah it's an all right film to be fair it's not one of my favorites is it the anti-herbie sure yeah if you want i love herbie (laughs) christine's a bit of a bitch though so yeah i guess she is the anti-herbie Hmm. But, yeah, no, and then, like, the ending, you know, you see these people trying to defeat the car, which is a weird sentence. <laughs> but, no, it, it it ends pretty well, too. It's like, yeah, it's a good film. Not one of his best, but not one of his worst. It's just pretty decent, and it has really cool moments, like the alleyway kill. It's, yeah. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm really sorry. I didn't watch this one. I wish we could have okay. a discussion about it. Same. Um, but yeah, no. It's fr- from what I've heard from people who have seen it that it's just, it's just okay. It, it's yeah. a cool concept again. You know, kill a car, um, but just not as okay. not as nothing much past that. Um, Shall we move on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Move on to the next one, which is. One of the ones that I'd actually never heard of. Never heard of this movie before in my life before we said we'd record this episode. And it's the 1984 movie starring Jeff Bridges 
and the woman from Indiana Jones. I always got, I always got Jeff Karen Bridges Allen, and, um, Karen Allen, and the guy from uh, Kurt Russell. I always got them mixed up. In this, <laughs> I could see why because they do look slightly similar, but in general, absolutely not. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the movie Starman. It's um, not what you expect from a carpenter film. Man. Absolutely not. This was actually the third highest grossing one of his movies adjusted for inflation. Um, Damn. Without adjusting, it's the second highest. It earned $28.7 million. Uh, but what adjusted, it made just under $85 million um, in today's money. So that's, that's actually really impressive. Um, it is ranked as the fifth. So it's right in the middle of the pack. And I think this movie was a good movie. It was so sweet. It was really good. It, so it's, I didn't expect um, it to be as sweet as it was. No, no. It's like a, instead of a awful horror, like in terms of like just grim and dark, mm. this is like a, it's a romance sci-fi. Yeah. And like just a, a really well-told story about um, this woman who's, lost her husband lost her way a bit and he's just trying to trying to get by and then this alien comes down and takes the form of her husband and wants to get back home so she has to travel across the country and get him back she really quickly agreed to drive all the way to arizona from blinking illinois yeah that is a very long drive but what would you? I'm not sure what you do in that situation. Like, I think at the start she 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 I think she deals with the situation quite well at the start, <laughs> but then go, going forward has has some issues. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, she leaves a I sign. I think the shock in a, in a, wears off, doesn't it? The, the shock. The shock does wear. Oh, off. my husband's right there. Yeah, but you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were dead. <laughs> but you're a baby now. You're a child now. You're an adult. That's your penis. <laughs> I've seen your penis grow. <laughs> Is this That's happen? the title. That's the title it right happens. there. That's the title. It Isn't it, um, Marion? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. she does really well she's really good but no like there is you get the signature carpenter thing because <laughs> he does like really well she does but no Let you get her. the signature oh. carpenter thing because the baby does this really creepy growing yeah, thing cre- it's a creepy baby yeah like you're literally like oh okay now i get why it's a carpenter film but then after that it's just really because like you see jeff bridges the scene where he watches the video and does like mimicking is yeah. one of the sweetest scenes I've seen because he's just he does the ah uh, the singing and it's really sweet how he does that and he actually got an Oscar nomination didn't he? Isn't is, it, is it, it a bit like? Oh, um, oh do I have facts that you don't? Is it you do? You do have facts that I don't. <laughs> is it a bit like Muppets Most Wanted where Constantine's watching a video of Kermit to mimic him? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but like sweeter. Uh... Okay. Um, one thing I wanted to point out here: this is um, this film was not scored by John Carpenter. Um, this um... was the, the score of this movie was composed by uh, Jack Nitch. Nitch. It's spelled N-I-T-Z-S-C-H-E. So I'm going to go with Nitch. 
That is a way to spell a name. Isn't it just? Uh, but he um, he composed quite a few famous films. He composed The Exorcist, uh, oh. One Flew Over the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, Moulin Rouge as well, Stand by Me. So oh, he's, he's done a lot. He's quite a famous uh, composer, and he did the work on this, and it's and it's really great. And yeah. Jeff Bridges really does have an incredible performance here, Lear- yeah. learning humanity. Um, I think it's been done a lot since, but again, this is probably like one of the f- first ones to do it. I think it's really great. Yeah, um, it was not end- what I expected. The ending is not what you expect at all from a John Carpenter movie. Mm. Um, and for me, it's the biggest surprise of the bunch. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, um, it, I think it looks really great again. Um, mm. Like all, all the visual effects look fantastic. The final moments are are heartbreaking. It's like an ET, but with humans, like two. Yeah, humans I was, than... I was really worried because they show at a point they're gonna, like the government obviously get involved and they're chasing them down. And they um, they set up a lab and they've they've got like they're ready to chain him up and dissect him and see what is going on inside him. And I was really worried they were going to do an ET and it was just going to make me really upset. But then they never get to, and that makes me really happy because <laughs> like I don't think I could suffer what I suffered with while watching ET. I'll be right here. That that movie broke me. That that ET is so good, by the way. Um, just a side note there. Do you know E.T. was the first film my dad cried at and he was, like, really young. I just find that kind of funny. The first film my mum cried at. Oh, my God. The, um, by the way, the, um, the deer hunter in this, you know, the the guy he, uh, who tries tries to beat him up and then chase after him, um, he played, um, Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Oh. Whoa. There you go. He practised on some deers, then. And that was actually... I think that was, it might have been the same year. It was the exact Damn. same year. Oh my goodness, 1984. He had a great year. He did. Man got busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think this is a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out because this was completely yeah. off my radar. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who was like, I can't believe you've never seen this movie. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry that I haven't. I'm kind of useless. Uh, I've but... seen it now, though. Yeah, and I haven't. <laughs> Joe, please do watch it. It's actually really good. It's actually really, really good. I do still plan to watch all the ones that I haven't watched. Yeah, <laughs> for this. Make, make sure it's you do because bitting... this this one specifically, I think you'd really, yeah. really like. It's so yeah. different from the rest, yeah. but in a good way. In the best way, yeah. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love that moment. Like she, he, he's like about you know after they because they they have a love scene, and the conversation yeah. they have after that. And they wait, they, Joe, take off your headphones just so yeah. you don't get spoiled. Yeah, mute yourself a minute. Oh wait, I'll I'll deafen. Yeah. It's like a Jesus thing. <laughs> yeah. No. So like he looks at her and says like I've given you. I've given yeah. you a baby, and she's like, "No, I can't have one." He says, "No, I, I, I fixed it. I've given you a baby." And that moment, that look in her eyes, it's incredible work from Nancy Allen. It's such a sweet, like she's so good in that. Like Jeff and her, they've got really good chemistry. 
It's Karen Allen. I keep calling her Nancy Allen for some reason. I wanted to call her Nancy <laughs> Allen earlier. I don't know why. Um, She's yeah, really no, good in it. Really good. And so is Jeff Bridges. O- mm. Obviously deserved that Oscar nomination. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, they, they, it's not one of my... It's not like my favourite one of all of his. Oh, yeah, no. But it's, it's like... I think it's a solid like 8 out of 10. It's the biggest surprise. I'll give it that one. Biggest surprise, yeah. Um, shall we move on to the next one? Sure. Right, we'll move on to the 1986 film Big Trouble in Little China. This or as Joe said, or as Joe said, Little Trouble in Big China. Oh, honey, no. (laughs) There's so much trouble. It's not a little trouble. It's quite a large trouble. I'm Um, sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, this is ranked in our list as the sixth film. It's got a rating of exactly 70. Um, nice. And the box office, this was by far its biggest box office failure. Um, it cost $25 million to make, and it made $11 million at the box office at the time, which is pretty terrible. And adjusted, that's just $31 million. So... Why? A, a Why big so swing. Low? Because 20th Century Fox, when they released it, they had no idea how to market it. Because how would why. you market? How would you market this film? It's so incredibly strange. <laughs> it's so incredibly there's, strange. I w- there's a lot going on in this film. There's a lot mm. going like, on. I I there were points where I was like, okay, so like there's a bit when they're after the fight in the alley. The first yeah. fight in the alley, they they sort of talk about who they are and all the names of them. I'm like, I'm so lost right now. There are so many names to learn. But eventually you get there. I got there in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it settles it's, down it's, it's a lot. It does settle down a bit. Um, I, I just I just love that this whole thing is that... I, it, um, what the fuck is his name? Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. I just love in this movie that the main thing Kurt Russell wants. He doesn't care about all the shit that's going on around him. He just wants his truck. Why exactly. wouldn't you want your truck? It's actually kind of like joyous at the end when he gets his truck. It's like, oh, he did it. Here it is. Genuinely. <laughs> genuinely. It's, it's, it's one of my favourite niche subgenres in movies of a character who like stumbles into this re- weird, fantastical world and all they care about is something that's so... Death separate from the plot, like what? he sees like these weird creatures, magic, ancient beings, and all he can think about is his truck. Like <laughs> incredible, absolutely amazing. What it, what it reminded me of this is probably niche, but the Satan two parter in Doctor Who, where David Tennant's like he's gone down to see Satan, and then everything's crashing down, and he gets hit back, and he looks up, and the TARDIS is there. Like, his ship is there, his vehicle. A man loves his vehicle. That's what these films and TV shows prove. Yeah, man. Anyway. I mean, my car's pretty <laughs> um, cool. I like Chewie. Chewie's cool. I like, yeah, I like Chewie. For me, it's <laughs> one of John Carpenter's biggest swings and one of his biggest hits. Like, it's such a weird, campy, cheesy, crazy, delightful movie, and it all works so perfect. I think it takes a moment to realise, okay, you're watching something... Very different, but like still has elements of Carpenter. Yeah. Like the moment you realise, okay, what I'm watching, then it's like, okay, yeah, this is cool. And all the costume designs are really 
Like, they all look fantastic, even the ones that look like a big lamp on their head. <laughs> yeah, one of them literally looks like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Light, lightning power. I wish I knew that. Lightning powers and everything. I'll put um, bad podcast yeah. etiquette, but I'll put a picture. I don't understand the reference. Neither do I. There you go, that's Raiden. Oh, he does look like him. He looks like Raiden. Oh, he looks a lot like yeah. him. Light, lightning powers, the big hat. But actually, yeah. I, th I think this I think this actually came first. So actually, Raiden is probably based off this guy. Yeah, probably. Um, I think but no, it looks cool. The movie's brimming with life. Like It's got lively performances, awesome action that feels straight out of an old kung fu movie. Kurt Russell in the height of his power. And he's just... Kurt Russell's so effortlessly charming. Like, even when he's he acting... He reminded me of um, when he had his glasses on and all that. He reminded me of Leonardo DiCaprio. What? Was that just me though? That's just you. That's just you. Maybe. He even when he's acting like so above everything that's going on him or around him, he's still so charming. And I'd still want to hang out Russell. with him and get a beer. Just he's got Russell. He's, he's allowed to do that. Yeah, and I, I Joe's right. I think this might be his, my favorite look. Just the, the tank, the tank top, the the little Uzi. I wasn't on about that. I was on about the nerdy outfit. Oh, Wait, can you find right. the nerdy outfit? I don't remember this nerdy outfit at all. It's, it's really sweet. It seems like something I'd wear. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I found him. Oh, yeah, he is quite sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like Dennis oh. Dunn as well, who's the um, the other main character. He He's really fun. Originally as well, I read up that that was meant to be Jackie Chan. Oh, really? Oh, my dog's a... Yeah. He's such a simp, that character, though. He's just like, I, I mm. want her. I want to marry her. She's so <laughs> lovely, you know. But then he kicks I mean, ass. do you see the woman, though? It, so it comes out of nowhere. It's just like, oh, this guy's really good at kung fu. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's, a, he's just a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Um, And he's in um Prince of Darkness. He is in Prince of Darkness as well. I really like his character in that. Uh, but we'll get to um, I think th this you could definitely class this as the di dictionary definition of a court classic. Like, yeah. there's, you can see exactly why people love this movie and why they those people themselves are such weird people because this is yeah. such a weird movie and I guarantee so many people have based their personalities on different characters throughout this movie. <laughs> are you the main evil guy then, Xander? Obviously. James Hong, Your Poe's dad. Your Poe's dad. I thought it was Poe's dad. Yeah, it's James Hong, and he's in Everything Everywhere All at Once as well. He's I in like Chewbacca in anyway. this as in, well. He was, so much he was cool. That's my review. Sorry, Siwan. I mean, it, it has to be a correct review if you actually agree with me. Siwan came up with it, not me. There's disclaimer. <laughs> Go check her His out. His ugly cousin. Um. Yeah. Go yeah. check out Joe's YouTube. Go, go, go check out Rebel Hoovian. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Because Xander's on there now. Yeah, I think I love I love the ending as well. Like the the final showdown between Kurt Russell and James Hong, when 
he he tries throw he tries throwing a knife at him. The guy catches mm-hmm. it, throws it back. Cone also just catches it in midair and lobs it into his head. Incredible. That was cool. There's there's not even like a big music build. It just happens. You're like, oh, okay, the guy's dead. Right. Okay, we can move on now. What Absolutely is with the amazing. guy that gets angry and expands? What is with that oh, guy? Oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen that weird. shot before, though, of like the bulbous man, and I was like, oh, "It's that! I've seen this before." It's on a thumbnail. It, it's one of Watch Mojo's most famous videos when they first got started. It? it was like sh- weirdest deaths or funniest mm-hmm. deaths. In he movies. has it. Stupid deaths. This film reminded me. This film reminded me of Flash Gordon. It feels very Flash Gordony. It does. Yeah. It's just more fantasy than sci-fi. Shut up. What am I missing? You two are giggling. He just had a voice break. Did you not hear it? Oh, he had a voice break. <laughs> I'll, hear, I'll hear it in the recording. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Great fun. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's a weird one, so make sure you are aware of that. The next movie is um, from the following year, 1987. We've got Prince of Darkness. Now, this, this is weird. 9 out of 9. The lowest rating one. It's got a rating of 62.17. It's still passing grade. Still solid. It made a little bit more money than um, than Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, this was actually the first of um, the independent movies that John Carpenter released because um, after... Big Trouble in Little China, 20th Century Fox got far too involved in the production and they wanted to change so many things. They didn't market it properly, so it flopped. So John Carpenter then decided from now on, I'm going to make these without studio interference. And then he just got them distributed through a bigger studio. So Prince of Darkness was created in an, as an indie film and then was distributed elsewhere afterwards. Um, it made yeah. It made more money than Big Trouble. It made uh, 14 million um, at the time, and adjusted for inflation, that's just over 38 million dollars. So again, like uh, it's it's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. Um, what did you guys think of this one? This was a weird one. Um, it was alright. The the problem with like we've said before that the ending is quite c- cool, but there's yeah. so much techno babble and just stuff I don't understand. Yeah, and it's just a bit boring. It took me a while to figure out what was going on. I think the first half, like the first half hour, maybe forty minutes of this movie, lots of talking, lots of jargon. I couldn't, yeah. I didn't quite follow everything. Um, and I didn't even know it was the Antichrist. If I'm honest, I thought it was uh, something else. <laughs> it was only till I read like a review, so or something mentioning the Antichrist. I'm like. Ah, that's what I missed. I knew it was the Antichrist. I knew it was that's because they it describe was it as on. like Satan. Was it Satan's son? That that is the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, that that is what that is. Oh! Um, I I think it's a really great concept. Again, a really really interesting concept. Uh, that just I think green goo in a tube in a jar I, I think the fact that it just shows up and they, they get scientists to come out and investigate this and it's like spitting out all this all these equations because they knew that 
in the future they would understand this sort of stuff. I think that's really cool. I think the fight, like once that once the green stuff gets spewed out and they realize that it's the Antichrist and everyone starts to believe it and that one girl gets possessed from then on, I think the movie's pretty dope. It picks it's up. Got some, um... It's got some really good scares, good body horror as well in moments. Yeah, I mean... Alice Cooper's just roaming about. <laughs> Who's Alice Cooper? For some reason. He was one of the homeless dudes. He's a singer. Oh, he's really? A very well, he's a very well-known you, singer. You don't, you don't know who Alice Cooper is, Joe? Did he sing that? Da, 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 na, na. Is that him? From Guardians 3? Yes. Actually, yes, it is. He, he, he does uh, schools out. For no. summer uh, no. and poison. <laughs> Your poison. I don't know that one. I don't wanna break these chains. But it's just a nice. bit weird. This film. There's too much. Like, and also it's. I don't know if I'm tired of like those sort of possession things. It's like, oh, it's it's gone in her now. So now it's just a human entity that they have to face. You know, I found that a bit boring. I was like, ugh. I thought it was quite cool. I, I I thought it was really like because they got about half of them, so then the remaining scientists were sort of like knew what was going on, like had to then hold up. Um, the ending was super weird with the uh, with the reflection. No mm. idea what was going on there. That took me a minute until the big red hand came out. I was like, oh, that's Satan. They're reaching out to Satan. Yeah, <laughs> I was confused because suddenly when she gets the the little makeup mirror out, I was like. Hang on, this is the first I'm hearing of this. How are you putting your fingers in there? And then she went over to the big mirror where the other dude was. He was having the time of his life acting. He was acting his heart out. He was sweating. <laughs> he and was. Um, but it's like, oh, Satan's on the other side because they mentioned something about the mirrors, the opposite of it's the evil particles or something. Yeah. Which I, I don't fucking know. But um, the, he, I, I think I guess. The, the guy you're talking about who was sweating a lot, he was acting his heart out. And I think he's he one of the. I thought you were about to say he was actually sweating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no CGI involved. Yeah, no, he didn't go to a preacher expressing walking either. Um, <laughs> we um, that that character though, I think he's really interesting because he gets he gets possessed and he's stomping up the stairs and he's singing hymns mm. to try. He's and, having the time of his life to try and save off this the 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 this antichrist that's trying to take him over. Ki- tries to kill himself and then the thing saves his life like that's and he's looking into the mirror and he just like oh, you can see I the conflict get that. you can see yeah, the no, conflict I, didn't get that. I just I thought, thought I he's a crazy that. fool who's like oh, I'm going to cut my neck to scare them you know I and just thought he was having a good time no no he was he was trying to fight it trying to fight it oh, I that, so I thought that was really cool that makes more sense Um, I yeah the, the second half of this movie I think is totally it's fine. long. Like, it's just a bit long. This film, you can easily cut carrots from it. I think. I think <laughs> does look incredible. There's a lot of really good shots in it. Uh, but yeah, I think. I think I need to rewatch it um, and try and cat- get what was happening in the first half. Yeah. Um, I will say, did nobody like see the dead guy in the alleyway? Because he died and nobody mentioned it. Like, at the beginning, like, one of the first kills, some guy jumped out a window and got killed in the alleyway. But nobody... Nobody questioned... Yeah, like, there probably wasn't... Just, probably just didn't care. <laughs> oh! Probably, God, bl- bloody attention seeker. God, I can't yeah, just standing it. there. 
Um, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll move on from this one then. And we'll, we'll just get to the last one because I, I think there's not much really else to say. If you haven't seen it, maybe check it out. But prepare for, the, for a slightly slower opening. We'll get to the final one then. The year 1988, we get released. They Live. Um, starring, oh my god, I forget his name. Why did I forget his name? Um, Ronnie Piper. That was it. Um, Roddy Piper. Fucking hell. Uh, starring... He seemed like he'd be in uh, Cobra Kai or The Karate Kid. He, well, he's a wrestler. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, there you go. He's a wrestler. There you yeah. go. Um, he is so, the early John Cena. He's the <laughs> sure, man. Um, so they live follows a uh, a guy who's just been he's trying to move from city to city, trying to find some work, um, and stumbles upon a international conspiracy involving aliens trying to control the world. And it's another really weird one, but like, I think this is excellent. I think this is a I will really say, like, excellent movie. Up until he puts on the glasses, it's a bit slow. But then the moment he gets the glasses, it's like, oh, this is there was, I think there was some stuff in here I didn't quite understand. But that's just me being me. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very lovely looking film. It's striking. Like, the black and white. And you get, like, the... the like the, not, not skeletons... The, the I don't know aliens, how you describe it, but it's the, the like... alien looks. Yeah, that they look. The, the the visuals on the aliens look incredible, and then you, they're cool. You don't, you don't actually see them in color until the very end of the movie, like the final shots. Yeah. Um, um I think <laughs> one big problem with this film uh, is don't say from, it. from from an alleyway scene in. <laughs> Oh, we're in the jokes. I can't remember the fucking name of the film with the car. Okay, well, there's an alleyway scene Christine. in that Christine! Chris, from the alleyway scene in Christine to an alleyway scene here, which goes on for far too long, Joe, of him trying to get the glasses on his face. What you've got to do is just... Is put it on 1.75 speed. You've just got to <laughs> sit back and enjoy watching two huge men... Just beat the crap out of each other, and every oh, single punch, so every single no, punch, just wipes them out. No, but like it's so. I was like, I was watching it, and I like something happened on my phone. I checked it, and I was like, oh, they're still fighting. It's still they're going. Still going. And I swear, I saw a clip. I don't know if you sent it to me, Sander, but uh, John Carpenter was in an interview, and someone asked him, "Do you think you should have made it shorter?" He's like, "Fuck no." Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, like, maybe <laughs> it should have been longer. Cut it down a bit. No. What I don't, I don't. The longer alleyway cut. I don't understand your obsession with making this shorter. I don't. I really don't get what your problem is with this scene. It's just, it's just a, it's a tussle. Long. It it's goes... a tussle between two men, and it's the fact that it's so long is what makes it so brilliant and hilarious because it does just keep going. No, but and it's like oh, you know, have you on. never experienced a joke before, Joe, where something is is funny to start with? It goes on a little too long, so it's not funny. But then the secret is, if that joke continues to happen, it becomes then the funniest thing you've ever seen. Never experienced that before, Joe. Never experienced that. When when something I goes mean, beyond funny into not funny, it becomes funny again. Wait, Joe. Cinema. Joe, the Netflix. Adding things to Netflix list. Ah. Oh. <laughs> 
there you the favourite pastime of our previous producer. <laughs> do you know about this, no, Sander? Okay, yes, right, I do. But... I do. Did you did you ruin yeah. Netflix? No, we, we didn't ruin it. We just kept that adding. It. Yeah. And he got uh, angry. He got and really then he signed angry. out of everything. He was like, no one's using my stuff anymore. Yes, I do remember this. Yeah. What a time. There you go. That's, the, that's, that's how you explain the alloy scene to Joe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a great central performance from Roddy Piper. I think, I think he's, he's really strong in this. And Keith David as well. Yeah, literally. Excellent look. I love the, uh, the purple vest he wears. It looks incredible on him. And... Yeah, the, the sunglasses is they're so iconic. Like just mm. I've that... seen this scene somewhere before and I didn't realise it was Lay, they live. Yeah, when he walks into the bank and says, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass mm. and I'm all I like out when of he like gum. yells at the woman saying that she's ugly and yeah, just goes yeah, yeah. for Melahide face. <laughs> amazing, amazing. He's just Yeah, truly incredible. And I don't know, man, I... I yeah, this, it's clever. It's really clever, and it's w- one of those films that has slowly become like again. It's climbing up my list of favorites. Um, so between this, the thing, and Halloween, I'm I'm I'd be struggling to pick which one is my actual favorite. The thing. The thing. <laughs> okay, fine. It's, pro- it's probably the thing. <laughs> All right, guys. Whatever. <laughs> have to rub it in but like um (laughs) then halloween yeah probably probably is and then then the fog oh then the fog as well oh my god the fog's so good holy crap man john carpenter made too many bangers in a row that's the problem (laughs) because then you've got big trouble in because that because then all of a sudden big trouble in little china becomes fifth that that doesn't seem fair because there are just four moves Four movies better than Big Trouble in Little China in someone's career. Like, can you imagine that? That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous. It's thought. like saying it's like that whole thing. Like, oh, I've watched the new Mission Impossible. It's the best film. It's still third. Yeah, that's in it. In terms of Mission that's Impossible, it. what? What? How is it the? It's really good, but it's like not even close to being the best one. What do you mean? That's exactly. crazy. Um, yeah. So if if we've learned anything from this, it's that form is i guess everything because like this this run here how every single one of them is either a classic or a cult classic prince of darkness gets its own re-releases it's been uh, restored in 4k recently um starman is the only one that i haven't seen have a real cult following but Christine, it's based it's based on a Stephen King novel. It turns mm. 40 years old this year, so it's getting a re-release. The Thing, oh, obviously iconic. Escape from New York, the first time I saw that was on a re-release in cinemas. The Fog, it's been restored in 4K. Halloween, obviously a classic. Big Trouble in Little China, cult classic. They Live, I saw in the cinema about three months ago. <laughs> like, they're re-releasing that all the time. Just incredible output from 10 years like it's just a really incredible when when you step back and think about it an incredible run of films from john carpenter and i i think it's going to be hard to match that in the future he was on something for that good 10 years you know? oh absolutely so much cocaine it had to be so much cocaine 
Joe, do you have anything to say before we wrap up? Um. Um. <laughs> it was the Fuck way you. you said it, Joe. It was, it the, was way the way you said, said it. it. Um. <laughs> do I have? Do I have anything to say? Um. That's good enough. It's good enough. Um. Um. <laughs> Um, um, actually, I only date tens. <laughs> um, this is why there's never just the three of us. I see this now. <laughs> never get any fucking work done. We've been here over two hours now. The recording itself is probably like an hour 20. There's just 40 minutes of us fucking about. <laughs> the main yeah. thing I want to say is why the fuck didn't we do this closer to Halloween? Well, we're in. This We've is got this other is, things to do. This is October. No, no it's, it's not. not. It's the 30th of September. <laughs> oh my god, guys! <laughs> it's releasing in two days. Okay, you cut that bit. It's the releasing in October. I wish. The only thing I want to say is that I wish the original thing was closer to the the the, the original thing. What the fuck what? are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, what? What did I say? Did I say the original thing <laughs> twice? Yeah! Yes! So, okay, the only thing I wish is that the, the new thing they released, which is a prequel, is closer to how uh, <sighs> the original thing was with the practical effects. Um, but nothing about John Carpenter, then. <laughs> nothing about the main topic. Um! Shall we say Erm um again? Um! No, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. You all said it succinctly. There we go. Right. Okay. We'll move on. Um, this is just what... two hours of us losing our minds. <laughs> what? What's? What's your favorite John Carpenter movie? Let us know. I told you. In oh. the cop. <laughs> Fuck off, Joseph. <laughs> Let us know in the comments on Spotify. Um. Or send no one us a replies message. to us. Send us a message on Instagram. No one uh, sends us messages, Zander. And we'll we'll get back to you on the next episode of the They're podcast. not gonna. Hey, guys. Do either of you want to sell me a movie or a TV show or a game? I've got or a one. Let's do this. Or a this. book if you're a nerd. Joe, is it Stuart Little 2? Oh. <laughs> yes! 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 Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> right joe joe tell us about stuart little too please tell us is it about the i'm not i'm not sure if i feel the, in is, the sentimental mood now is it about the little red racing car that he drives in no tell so us tell us tell I... us tell us I um as a kid I always used to go around to my nana's every weekend every Saturday and she'd have this big pile of DVDs and while the adults were in one room me and my me and Amy would go in the other room for context Amy's my sister <laughs> and we'd always watch a film and for some reason we kept on watching Stuart Little 2 over and over and over again um and it was great so much so that um in town there was this little merry-go-round of cars where you can get in and um, I got in one. I like to get in one and pretending to be still little when he's driving his car. And I p- acted and pretended to be sad. And I was like, 
and I thought I'm really cool right now and to everyone else I probably look like the most depressed miserable child on a ride that should have been fun they probably thought oh is he okay you know I was okay I was just recreating my favorite film but the gist of it is that film had a big effect on me and I loved that film and for about 10 years I hadn't watched it and I watched it the other night and I was kind of afraid that it wouldn't be as good as I remember it and I cried at it I thought it was it's such a good film like I love Michael J Fox as Stuart Little um the film is so charming and funny and inspirational it's a great score by Alan Silvestri I love the villain of the Falcon voiced by the guy who voices um Hades in Hercules um it's just such a cute film and I'm so glad it's as it's as good as I remember it and I did cry at the end so what I'm saying is especially if it's a film you used to watch the kid revisit it because it's really nice and I'm shocked by all the negative reviews for it on Letterboxd um, but it's, it's a really it's, lovely film it's another sequel it's actually better than the original I was saying this to myself like after I, I didn't message you about it Simon, but I was I was like in the bathroom brushing my teeth did. and I said aloud it's another film that's better than the sequel better than the um, first film so like Shrek Paddington now this you know what so do give it a watch for one for nostalgia <clears throat> too because it's a really sweet film and I think you'll really get a kick out of it and it's only like one hour 20 minutes not even that super short and that's with credits it's super short but it it's such a, a really nice film go on Suan do you have anything to sell me um, I have been rewatching a show oh. ahead of its next, like the next and final season is being released. I think this Friday coming, so the sixth of October, and that is Ghosts. Oh. Which is on the specifically BBC one. I don't care about the American one, but the yeah, the BBC Ghosts. It has the cast of Horrible Histories. The original cast if you remember growing up with that of course. and it's just a really sweet show about a bunch of ghosts living in a house and the owner of the house sees them and yeah it's it's got like i think the fifth season is coming out next friday um and i'm not ready for the show to end hmm. but it's a really sweet and good show so i'd suggest if somebody hasn't seen it to rewatch ghosts or to watch ghosts i haven't seen it it has been on my radar since it started because of the the cast for obvious reasons um i actually saw an episode of the american remake and thought it was fine <laughs> so i'll be honest that slightly put me off but that you know i kind of i don't know why i will give this a watch i will because um I, I i like that cast for the cast yeah for the cast that's a good recommendation thank you suan my sell me a movie this week will be a film on Netflix released a couple of years ago. Um, I think Siwan will actually um, also agree with this one. Um, it's a musical called Tick Tick Boom. Oh, I've seen it Andrew. too. It's a, it, it's more that Siwan is obsessed with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, okay. But, yeah, so it's a, it stars Andrew Garfield. He plays Jonathan Larson, who went on to create uh, Rent, which is maybe my favorite musical musical of all time love that show what is it I grew, about? Up, grew up listening is to it is it about rent the the show rent yeah no it's about the aids crisis but you know also also rent i guess yeah um okay. 
it's a really great show it, um, the the movie that the movie they made of, uh, in like 2005 i think is actually really good and when i watched it i cried uh, but i grew up listening to the, the the soundtrack and definitely shouldn't have because it is not appropriate for me um but this is the story of um the, well the, this is actually a a telling of another one of his musicals called tick tick boom um which is following the story of jonathan larson as he tries to produce his first broadway musical um and so it it cuts back to and from to to from from like this showing of the musical that we're watching and showing us the inspiration for the musical we're watching um really great really well edited um great performances as well especially andrew garfield um, and this is definitive proof that daylight robberies do happen because the fact that Andrew Garfield didn't win the Oscar for Best Actor of the Year this came out is a true modern tragedy. And also the fact that this was the year Will Smith won. Wait, for King uh, Richard? Uh, yeah, after slapping Chris Rock. And like, I'll be completely honest with you, heartbroken. Andrew Garfield fully deserved the Oscar for this. Amazing performance. Um, and it's a really great directorial debut from Lin-Manuel Miranda as well which I didn't expect so um you know I'm excited to see what he does next hopefully it's nothing too annoying because I feel like <laughs> he's sort of overplayed now but this didn't feel very Lin-Manuel it felt very Jonathan Larson um so yeah if you haven't seen it check it out it's on Netflix really great soundtrack as well um so yeah that's a good one tick tick boom there we go what a cool episode that was and only like the multiple stoppages because of recording problems that's great um next week we have another horror themed episode coming up for you i forgot what it is but i'm sure it'll be a good one no matter what it is um if you want to uh, listen to more episodes go back through our spotify uh, there's loads of episodes for you to hear um and chow down on while you're waiting for the next great one to come along Thank you so much to our wonderful set of co-hosts this week. Uh, Siwan, where can the people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't post much. But I'm on my letterbox, which is Siwan O's, which I do post quite often on. Amazing. Um, Josh. Joe, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Clever Joseph, YouTube, Rebel Whovian, uh, Instagram, Joe Cook underscore digital artist. I'm taking commissions, so uh, email me if you want one. Uh, and I'm also on Letterboxd, so if you go and see one, you will be able to find me. Brilliant. And if you want to hear more from the podcast, check our Instagram and our Twitter out. The links will all be in the description. Thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, next week, we're back doing some more horror throughout October, so you will get your uh, your spooky fillings. Um, and we've got some fun things prepped up for the end of the month, so make sure you are stay tuned to the Film Me In podcast. We look forward to seeing you next week. Have a safe week, everyone. I don't know what I'm talking. I'm rambling. <laughs> Goodbye. Ciao. Bye. Oh my God. That might have been the most chaotic episode we've ever done.